Welcome to the TDL project. First, I'd like to greet you. Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Welcome back and you're listening to the sixth episode of an Arcane Recap and Reaction series. I'm rewatching, recapping, and sharing my thoughts on each of the episodes of the fantasy animated show Arcane on Netflix. I've not posted this episode last week uh, as I was traveling somewhere in Eastern Europe, but now I'm back and we're also back to regular programming. By the way, I was browsing for news about Arcane, but so far no major developments came out. Of course, we know about Season 2 being officially announced. So aside from that, there's really no breaking news aside from it not being released next year. No official release date yet, but many are speculating 2023. There are likely to be new faces introduced in Season 2 as well, especially since there are a lot of plenty or there are a lot of deaths already in the current one. So definitely, I think we will get introduced to new supporting characters. As always, please be warned that this will include heavy spoilers as this is going to be a detailed recap. Act 2.3 or Episode 6 of Arcane is entitled, When These Walls Come Tumbling Down. And without further ado, let's start with the recap. This episode focuses a little bit more on Victor's story arc, and during the cold open we see a young Victor, maybe around 11 to 13 years old, and we see that he was already physically challenged and we already know that originally he was from the Undercity. So in the opening scene we see him in the Undercity as a young boy tinkering and playing with his toy boat, and he follows it as it floats into a cavern wherein he meets a scientist. And this is the same scientist that's presently working for Silco with the Shimmer, with him was a huge, strange, mutated, lizard-looking creature. He tells Victor that it is dying and he's trying to save it. Victor, fascinated, asks if he can help and they join forces. And I guess this is when they started to form a bond and when their relationship started. Meanwhile, at present, Professor Heimerdinger finds him and they talked about Victor's deteriorating health. Of course, the professor is saddened by this especially because they too have a special bond. Not just because he was his assistant, but also because it was Heimerdinger who discovered him when he was young from the Undercity. He tells Victor that he should be proud of what he has accomplished. Victor remains melancholy and feels he hasn't accomplished nearly enough. Jace confides with Mel about Victor's diagnosis. Frustrated, he said that this is exactly the sort of issues that he needs to fix with Hextech, improving lives and not just trade disputes. Victor is like a brother to him and he feels so useless that he couldn't do anything for him. During this conversation, we also learned that Mel is an exile from her family for, quote, falling short of Medarda's standards, unquote. But she did not elaborate further on this. Instead, she advises Jace that he should be with Victor, especially at this time. So I guess at this point, we see that Mel is actually sincere in helping Jace and maybe she's not just using him for her own gains. Here, she seems to be a genuinely good person and she really cares about Jace. Jinx, through her usual bullying ways, finally learned from Savika that Vi was still alive. Her immediate reaction was that Savika was lying, but we don't really know what goes on in her head, to be honest. And of course, Silco, now knowing that Vi is alive, pays Marcus a visit in his house. Marcus finds him in his daughter's room with two of his goons. Basically, Silco orders him to fix this Vi and Caitlyn situation or else harm will come his daughter's way. So 
we now exactly know why Marcus just can't get out of Silco's grip. It's just not about his reputation as an enforcer. Silco uses his daughter to control him. Meanwhile, Victor, back to working in his lab, discovers that the crystal responds to organic matter, which could be the answer to extending life or even curing his disease. He names it the Hexcore, an adaptive rune matrix which reacts to biological matter. However, the experiment is not yet successful as it rejects the transmutation every time. They show this to Heimerdinger hoping that he could have any ideas. However, the professor rejects it and immediately advises them to destroy it as he has seen from the past how something like it could be very dangerous. Jace does not agree with destroying it and says that it will be for the council to decide. After Heimerdinger leaves, Victor tells Jace that he might know someone who could help. The flashback to Victor's time with the scientist when he was young was important because this was the person he was referring to. So he goes to the scientist and tells him that he now understands why keeping the mutated lizard creature alive through Shimmer was so important, despite it almost being drained to death. He now understood where the scientist was coming from, that you have to make sacrifices for a greater purpose. I'm not sure if this was the correct interpretation, but this was how I personally read it. Later that day, Marcus presents Jace with the fake bomb evidence against the firelights. He also mentions that Caitlin Kerman has released a prisoner on Jace's order and suddenly asks the latter if there's anything he could assist with that. Jace, he obviously was surprised but he didn't show it and he just told Marcus that he got everything covered. During the council meeting, Heimerdinger was starting his speech by saying that all of them should hold themselves accountable for losing their morals in exchange for comfort and traded honor for prestige. However, Jace immediately countered him about Shimmer going rampant and the recent attacks, all under Heimerdinger's watch, he says. The professor sees through Jace and realizes that this was about the hex core. He repeated that it needs more time, more safeguards, but Jace was adamant that they can't wait for progress, that they need a leadership that is focused on the future and not the past, and proposed to retire Heimerdinger. Everyone was surprised, but voted in agreement in the end. Well, that was a calculated move from Jace. He knew that the professor was one of the people that prevents Victor and him from moving towards what they wanted to do with Hexcore. As a politician, he learns fast. Meanwhile, in the Undercity, Vi and Caitlin take refuge in an abandoned building. In the background, the firelights watch from a distance. They end up in an area deep in the Undercity where the Shimmer Addicts were withering away. Vi is badly injured and Caitlin tries to look for something to help her. She comes across one of the previous patrons of The Last Drop before it was overtaken by Silco. I think we saw him on episode 1. He now looks like one of the Shimmer Addicts. He recognizes Vi and offers Caitlin to help. He leads her to an apothecary who creates Shimmer potions. Caitlin gives her rifle in exchange for a small bottle. The potion was fortunately effective and Vi's injury got healed. However, the same addict who helped Caitlyn gave their location to Silco in exchange for Shimmer. Cornered, Vi power punches a support beam of the building they were hiding in, causing it to collapse. They were able to run away and Silco was nearly killed. And while all this was happening, Jinx climbs up a building with a flare signal which Vi gave her years ago. If you remember, Vi gave her a flare right before they left to rescue Vander, telling Jinx to light it and she will find her wherever she is. Back at his office, 
Silco sees Savika hanging from the ceiling with liar written all over her. He realizes that Jinx already knows about Vi and she's definitely not happy about being lied to. Vi spots the flare smoke and true to her promise went to Jinx. We got an emotional reunion scene which was interrupted when Caitlyn caught up with them. Seeing that Vi was with the Enforcer, Jinx was immediately back to her unhinged self and accused Vi that she was only there for the gemstone and not for her. Caitlyn spots the gemstone on the floor and also realizes that Jinx was Vi's sister. At this point, the Firelights emerged from the shadows and attacked. Despite their efforts to fight back, the Firelights were able to outmaneuver the three, knocking Vi and Caitlyn unconscious and kidnapped them, leaving Jinx behind. And that was where the episode ends. Another great cliffhanger. Finally, we see the sisters reunited, though they were again separated in the end. I was excited with how Jinx will react to see Vi again. It, it was really an emotional reunion. But there's just so much guilt and baggage on the side of Jinx that she couldn't really fight the demons inside her even after seeing Vi, and Vi trying to convince her that she was there only for her. I think that at this point, it's gonna take more than words to get Jinx on Vi's side again. And what did you think about Vi and Caitlyn? <laughs> the Vi and Caitlyn ship definitely has sailed. And I don't know if you've noticed, but that lingering look Caitlyn gave Vi while she was trying to calm her down from the potion's healing effects, and then awkwardly looking away when she realized what she was doing, that kind of sealed the deal. I don't know about you, but that was pretty obvious to me. Very subtle, yes, but very effective. And again, this pairing, I didn't expect it at all, but I'm all for it. I'm here for it. I'm happy that it's canon. Also, another thing that I liked most about this episode is that we get a little deeper into Victor's background. I think his story is shaping up to be one of the best arcs in the series. Him and the scientist formed a connection with each other because they're both kind of outcasts, if you will. They kind of like found a purpose, especially Victor, when they started working together. And to quote the scientist, he said something like, they can be loners together. I love how Victor's character is written, and again, I just can't get over how well the show is written overall. There's just a lot of thought and effort put into it, and I really appreciate that as a viewer. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter at the TDL Project. I tweet mostly about SFF movies and TV shows that I've recently been watching. I've also done a recap for episodes 1 to 5. You can listen to them as well. And if you like these recaps, consider following or subscribing to the podcast. Thank you. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season, like I said, and see you in the next episode. <laughs>